This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What is poppin'? And it's today, the special episode <laughs> of Only Friends. You see, what had happened was... Tortuga! <laughs> Tortuga's in the air! He just fucking bombed our intro! That what is bad. that, that was, You know what? Let's get him started. Horrible. What is poppin', everybody? Welcome back to the Only Friends podcast. Well, you know, I'm here with... Tortuga! That's it, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. No. 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 That's, no, that is no. Word for word. No. What I said. It wasn't yeah. said with the right the right, right energy. Uh-huh. It was no. fake energy behind it. Yeah. You know. It wasn't mm-hmm. true Tortua love. You, you got to show the Tortua respect at every podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of respect, we're also joined by the nicest guy in poker, the one and only Jeff Platt. Probably say passion for the game, passion for broadcasting. It's my go-to line. All the interviews I do. <laughs> well, I've just always had a passion for the game, for poker, and I've always had a passion for broadcasting. Don't mean to brag, I've been pretty good at it throughout the years. So when I was in between jobs in 2018, I jumped at this opportunity here and I've been, I've been pretty fortunate ever since. I actually didn't meet him personally. Somebody sent me an audition tape and as soon as I saw it, I knew we had somebody special. And uh, although we didn't have any open position in them, but we were gonna open one for him. So I met Jeff back in 2018. We started doing a few shows together and right away. uh, It was more than just broadcast partners. We became friends quickly. My family loves him. My wife loves him. My wife loves him. My kids, they call him Uncle Jeff. Uh, I know his family. It's, uh, we're friends for life. It's beyond just work. I get a little embarrassed when people call me the the nicest guy in poker. You know, I'm just, I'm just Jeff. I'm just, just my authentic self. All right, you guys need anything else? That was great. Thanks a lot for your time, Jeff. Uh, I think we've talked to everyone we wanted to, except Len, your personal assistant. We're meeting him tomorrow. You're, you're talking to Len? I, I don't really think that's necessary for, for this piece. I'm Len Budlow. I've been Jeff's personal assistant for about three years now. And tell me what it's been like working for Jeff. I, I'm just trying to think of something nicer to say than pure psychological torture. Why wouldn't we talk to Len? You guys spend a lot of time together, don't you? Uh, no, no reason. I, you know, I just, I just thought this was going to be about my professional life. Psychological torture, that's shocking. Everyone else we've talked to has had such nice things to say about Jeff. The other day I brought him a straw for his Monster Energy drink and... They didn't have a plastic bendy straw like Jeff likes, so I brought him a paper straw, and he, he made me eat the straw. 
a paper straw, a paper straw. You know I can't bend a paper straw, right? Jeff needs his bendy straw. I'm sorry, sir, but you know how it is with the paper straws are trying to save the sea turtles. I fucking hate sea turtles. Nobody should care about turtles. Who hates turtles? You're a monster. Paper straw for breakfast. <laughs> well, I mean, paper straws do suck. I just thought a belly full of paper straws would be a nice reminder that Jeff only uses bendy straws. We were on the road and I, I ran out of contacts, so I had to wear my glasses. So I, I came to work with my glasses on and Jeff said I couldn't wear them because Jeff can't be seen with a fucking nerd. So you couldn't see the whole thing? He kept leading me into walls. I, I accidentally walked off a bridge. Oh, come on, I mean, that was hilarious. The bridge wasn't even that high. He was out of the hospital in like two, three weeks tops. I, I can't be seen with nerds in the wild. Jeff has a reputation to uphold. My mom came to town a couple weeks ago. We finally got a reservation at Carbone. We've been talking about going there for years, so I was really excited. But that same day, the Dallas Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving. And Jeff was furious. Said I wasn't allowed to leave for dinner until I did something about it. What does that Hi, yeah, NBA.com customer service. Hi, yeah, I was hoping I could talk to someone about the Dallas Mavericks recent trade for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, we were hoping we could dispute it or something. I have dinner in 20 minutes. What are we doing here? Not until this gets fixed. I know you had something to do with it. Hello? Y yeah, I'll hold. Thanks. Look, there's just no way the Mavs would have traded for Kyrie if Len hadn't put them up to it. I mean, he's a Spurs fan, for Christ's sake. I really need this job, but I don't know how much more of this I can take. Hey, what the hell is going on with the eggs? I told you I want them to be bussin', like Landon makes. Look, I know this is going to be a controversial take, but the eggs that Landon posts on his IG story aren't even cooked. You're going to get sick. I get it, because I don't have a podcast with Berkey that I can't be as good as Landon. Is that it? I never said that. I just don't want you to get salmonella. I just can't believe it. He's not the nicest guy, and everyone is uh, truly happy to work with him. He's easy to work with. Jeff, you deserve all the praise. You deserve all of the accolades. I'm honored to be your broadcast partner, and I hope we get to do this for many years to come. Jeff is a great boss. It's so rare to work for someone so... I'm not reading this. Read it! It's rare to work with someone so attractive, talented, and tall. I thought you were like 5'8". I'm 5'10". Nice patch. Is that for the show? Yeah, Jeff makes me wear it all the time, even when I'm asleep. That's funny. He seems like the nicest guy. <laughs> was Yo, so how does Erin work her way into to all these bits? <laughs> that is an excellent question. So Ben brought in Gino. You guys know Gino? He's worked with Poker News in the past yeah. as a videographer and editor. And we get to the studio to shoot. And Zach's like, there's some girl at the bar with coffee for Gino. <laughs> and so Gino, I guess, just brings Aaron just wherever he goes. Wait, and she brings she's him just coffee. like the, the coffee girl? Well, look, she's I, like his production assistant, you could say. I, she oh. used to do stuff with Poker News back yeah, in the day. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I follow her on IG. And at any given time, she's on a yacht in Miami. <laughs> so it, it's this weird juxtaposition between like, you know, running coffee at the Poker News. For Gino, studio. yeah. 
and then you know just being in a ball gown on a yacht somewhere flying or sailing in the caribbean that sounds like a great fucking job huh? yeah you're Sign not you're up. not eligible for that position <laughs> call me aaron believe. call me anything you want well that's not what no when when we were that uh, age around 23 24 you were actually the one employing uh the yeah. assistants yeah. and giving them hundreds of dollars to do anything that required leaving the house that's right as that was not your, right. yeah. not your the house forte. was my yacht yeah yeah that well <laughs> it wasn't much of a yacht <laughs> was to me. we were we were coming from very poor poor towns when we moved out here we thought we were living fucking luxury mm-hmm. in that old mesa verde house it was jeff i gotta tell you it was down bad no it was down it had a bad. pool they didn't have a pool. It had a pool had a, table. It came with a lifeguard. No, Brent had a pool table. <laughs> that's right. Because he had too much money. Mm. Also, that's your refrigerator. <laughs> that's mine? Yeah, from, yeah. from Mesa Verde. Can I take it back? No, 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 no. no. If you it's, want it, it's uh, really can, cold. It freezes shit. That's, I'm happy it's still working. Being put to use. 15 yeah. years 15 later. Years you know, later. you guys used to laugh and scoff at me at that old house when I would walk in and say, there is gang paraphernalia written all over the side. <laughs> And, and, and then Pete's car got broken into right no, in front no, of the it was, house. It was mine and Greg's. Or yours. Yeah. yeah. yeah Pete's car got right. stolen by me. Uh, you don't remember this. There was a night where I was playing Bellagio 10 20, 40. Pete got drunk. He took my mattress out of my room and threw it over the balcony. <laughs> and I came home and my bed was just in the living room. Okay. So to get him back, I took all of his clothes. Remember he was staying in the office. Yeah, yeah. I took all of his clothes, put him in his car. Drove his car out of Nevada trails, <laughs> and I walked back. Oh my! Oh my! Who wow. is Pete? Uh, Pete is from Brian's hometown. No, 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 no. It, was, it, was, it was Brian's boyfriend from, Greg, yeah. from Greg's hometown. Yeah. That's right. You was, guys are together. It was Brian's mm-hmm. secret lover. Yeah, still is. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he didn't make it. Lo- he made it about a year. We bonded over yeah, Dave he Matthews. Tried. He tried. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the good old days. But oh, yeah, man. so Global Poker Awards. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming. Uh, hey, we're, thanks we're for having me. I, I, I'm sorry I ruined your opening bit, but I'm not that sorry. I mean, I wouldn't say you you totally ruined it, but I, wa- sure. I mean, I can watched from, I watched right? from the car. It wasn't can, very good. Can you do? It? <laughs> can you can you do it right now? Can I do what right now? The bit. No. <laughs> the the bit was just him bringing Melissa to roast me. Oh. Right. That was all. That oh. was all it was going to be. Now, yeah. did she have? good lines planned do you think no i oh, heard no. it it was terrible it was not good <laughs> she's not funny <laughs> i thought she was funny she, isn't she in the funny one uh she can be funny but she's just mean so it's like you know how many times can you call me bald and talk too much yeah mm-hmm. like yeah, it, it runs its course yeah. uh, i think it was a bit of self-sabotage though because i could have been on time i just don't want to ride in conrad's stinky car okay <laughs> and i told her i was ordering the uber and she's like i need five minutes and i was like all right well you have eight and then, uh, you know, it was still longer than that by the time she was ready to go. But also, uh, from our house to the strip, I, it's never taken me longer than like 18 minutes tops at the most. Yeah. Because 46 minutes. That's because you guys have it down the it, it also was, you know, like Friday right. at 5 o'clock. Yeah, you should never take the highway. You should just that's, go straight up yeah. um, that's what we any did. of the other roads and go across Harmon. But you're we, going the right did. way. Everyone's leaving the strip sure. on Friday at 5. Well, you think no, but there was, right there was no, a fight. No. There was... There was a fight this weekend. And the, the, game, the Knights game, too. Yeah. There was, like, all everything happening But really, at what once it, 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 it's not even any of that. It's all of the fucking construction on Tropicana. Yeah. And also not leaving. Tropicana's a mess. It's no. wild. 
don't know how people live in this city. Everybody yeah, fucking get out of here. Leave. Leave. We don't <laughs> want you. Why we're you running live. out of water. The as weather's far shitty. away as possible. You know, everybody told me, move to Vegas. The weather's fucking beautiful. You're going to love it. What weather? It's bitter cold in the winter. And it's scorching bitter hot. cold. Bitter cold. It's, it's snowy here. Cold. Six yeah, times eerie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I don't want the same weather here. It's not. I'm not from Erie, by the it's way. It's not well. I got planted in yeah, Erie, but it's not even close no. to those winters we had back home. No, right. it's it's milder, sure, but it's, it's fucking cold. terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Doesn't he understands. Brian, am it, I am I crazy? No, He's from not. Dallas. You're, he you're, understands. You're, you're yeah, it's awful weather until like right now. Right well, you mean Saturday? This, so this, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're a little, a little bitter, uh, just because of this year. Because like this, it's it like the the cold has extended into yeah. March, which it never does. Usually, like by mid February, it's just nice, and it wasn't that way this year. So like, it is kind of annoying. But most years, I mean, you get like a cold. December and January. You're a fucking it. Vegas apologist. I guess. Guys, guys, you know the I pool's like open here. this weekend? <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, I saw Las Vegas locally uh, <laughs> tweeting. It was supposed to be last weekend. It was too cold. We're going to no, Encore Beach Club? I was at Encore. Well, I was at Wynn and I saw Encore Beach Club. Line, and I was like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? It is not warm enough for this. Bro, we, we, we grew up in the wrong era. We were doing the whole bottle service club thing. Like, what idiots? Uh, beach yeah. clubs were it, man. Oh, see, I was thinking more like. 60s or 70s. Oh, no, 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 no. We, need, we need to be in the Zoomer generation. You heard? Sheesh. Nar, sheesh. Someone's got to represent Landon while he's not here. That's Where true. is Landon? I'm Landon's sorry. Did you already win... cover this at the top of the show? He made uh, day no, two. But yeah, he made day two of the win millions main oh. event. So uh, All right. he's in there. 15 blinds. Going to try to spin it up. Wow. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he makes a run. Got that. Yeah. Good and so he's him. the last remaining... Only Friends podcast member in the Win Millions. I yeah, take it. Yeah, that'd be I nice. assume you all played. Good run by I you guys. I did not play it. No. I played three times. I, Good run. I, I played once. Good I run. Day two. I played like shit yesterday. Jeff, you already bagged for day three yesterday. Did not play. Oh, did not play the Win DMP, Millions. I man. See. Going back to the day job. I'll fire the niche today. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that a little two k? Twenty five hundred. Wow. That's, wow. That's like top Whoa. level for me. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. yeah. That's. It's gonna get pretty big too. What is the... Uh, when does it end? Thursday. Mm, can't do it. It's a two-day... Yeah. Can't do it. Maybe I'll fire the 10K. Off to LA again? Do yeah. it. Off to LA again mm-hmm. Thursday. Is that right? More uh, live at the bike? Yeah, I've been winning too much, so I decided <laughs> to play a tournament this weekend so I could remember what it feels like to be normal. <laughs> Bring you back down to earth. Yeah. 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 That was 10K well spent. I get moved to Lucky's table. You know, Lucky. Oh. You know, Lucky. Hey. Lucky's, oh, oh, that lucky, lucky not lucky, lucky Chewy. No, lucky. lucky. Yeah, lucky, lucky is yeah. back. I get. I got moved to his table last level of the night. He has three hundred thousand. Oh, just uh, I have the starting stack. Well, we we did win something this week. Go on. Go on. I, I mean, you're gonna cut my story off, <laughs> right? Are we gonna let the story well, uh, finish, yeah, or do well, you want to jump sorry, to the win? Well, yeah, we did win best podcast at the uh, Global Poker Awards. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's very, very relatable to the win tournament that we Who gives a fuck about winning a million dollars? We are the best podcast in poker. Like, sure. Ryan, Brian just pulled a Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> no way he was listening for seven minutes prior to that comment. No. <laughs> but that is why we're the best podcast in the business because exactly. of these clean transitions mm-hmm. into talking points. We did win podcast of the year. 
uh, I dropped the ball on my my acceptance speech for two reasons. One, uh, I didn't read the trolley one, which would have been hilarious. Uh, and two, I didn't read the one that I wrote in the Uber on the way over there either. <laughs> so you, you had two different speeches planned? Well, I wrote... Okay, so here's, here's the long and short of it. Uh, Eric initially emailed us and asked me... Um, or asked me for the names of the guests that I was bringing and said that we had four tickets. I was like, look, man, the team thing, we're not coming if we can't all come. And he's like, all right, let me get back to you. And a lot of time has passed. So I was like, oh, clearly we're not going. So I'm just going to write a troll speech that I'm going to read on the pod. <laughs> and uh, I just like went in thanking, you know, the snake and I'm going to steal your bitch for, you know, really <laughs> amplifying our profile over the year and just all the good stuff. And then he hit me up on like February 21st and was like, okay, we got you seven tickets. I'm like, oh, all right, great. So then I stopped thinking about it like, oh, you know, I think we're going to win, but like, whatever. It's, you know, we'll figure it out. And the day of, as we were driving there, I started to get really nervous because I started to think like, well, maybe he went out of his way to get us tickets because he knows that we won. And like, I should probably be a little bit more prepared for this. So I'm scrambling in the Uber, like trying to write everything down making sure that uh, I'm not good with the, the touchy feely stuff and showing my appreciation enough. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, especially the guys within these four walls really understood that I care. And, uh, I wrote all that down. And then at the end I was like, Oh wait, like I want to shine a light on the fact that in spite of all the jokes and gags and, uh, making fun of people like the snake and I'm gonna steal your bitch. Uh, the operators in the community actually really moved mountains this past year. Like, you know, we've seen bands across the board, not just online, but live as well to some of the biggest, um, you know, for lack of a better term, cheats in our industry uh, over a long period of time. And this is something that like we weren't able to do decades prior. Like there was always a known blacklist of guys who were snakes and who had done everything under the sun. You know, we all know the men, the master story of him getting caught with like, you know, a backpack full of fucking chips from all different casinos and everything else where they're smuggling them into tournaments and all that other shit. But like, it was never really policed. Well, finally last year, uh, whether it had anything to do with us amplifying it or not, like, you know, pieces started to move and, and change started to occur. So I really wanted to acknowledge everybody who helped with that. And so I wrote this like addendum to the end, kind of acknowledging everybody in the industry who did their part to, to start to clean things up. And when I got up there, as I'm um, like uh, kind of getting through the the like nervousness of, of having to accept, I just lead with that. And so now I'm like scrolling down my phone <laughs> to get there, and I was just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like I just wrote it. I know what it says. Yeah. I'm just gonna read it. But yeah, so I, I went a little off script and uh, probably missed a, a couple points there. Thought it was a good speech. Yeah, you did, did you watch fine. it back? Cringe. Uh, I cringed my whole way through, but yeah, I, I watched it back. Ah, it wasn't bad. I, I personally, I don't know. I didn't think it came off great, but... You're your biggest critic, though. Yeah, that's fair. You're very hard on yourself. But. Thanks, Brent. I, I know. Yeah. You Can know, we I wasn't, talk wasn't about... enough as a kid. You mentioned uh, me and the master and cheating. Mm. <laughs> don't you just miss <laughs> the sort of the, the old school cheaters right now? It's become <laughs> so evolved. Were you, you just like yeah. chip dumped to somebody? Yeah, they're so sophisticated now. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, what happened to the old card up the sleeve? Mm-hmm. And just... Take it back. You know, now everything yeah. is... I saw this RTA thing with the, with the apps and removal of the delay, which I believe you guys touched on, uh, was it yesterday? 
Um, I think we touched on it a little bit last week. We're yeah, going to have sorry. a big conversation on it tomorrow. KL is going to come on yeah. to discuss it. Yeah, it's, you know, my mind's changed a lot in the last 24 hours even. Really? Uh, I reached out to pretty much every operator who's, who's in the space that has software of this sort. And they all echoed the same sentiments of they recognize it's a huge issue and that uh, the barriers to cheat are getting lower and lower. And, you know, I kind of think that they're just right at the end of the day that it's not their problem. Like initially I was like, oh, well, uh, we value integrity so much in this industry. It 100% should be on the, the, the company's backs to ensure that they're operating in some sort of stand-up way that is best for the community at large. But then I thought about it further. It's like, well, why? If the operators aren't, and they're the ones who are reaping the biggest benefit from all of this, why on earth would we self-police? And this is the kind of the issue with poker as a whole. It's like for decades, we've forced the, the consumer to self-police the entire community and ensure that like, nobody is being taken advantage of in an unsavory way in spite of the fact that that's the way to increase your bottom line the most so it's like the most the most high integrity individuals in this community have nothing but respect from their peers but are no better off because of it whereas like a lot of the lowest integrity individuals are fucking wealthy because they just broke the rules man like i troll them hard all the time but like in this industry Success often does go to the people who are willing to break the rules. Now, who would be a, a fine example of that? Wow. <laughs> There's Bonimo. quite a few. I, I mean, yeah, like you can trace it all the way back to, to pre-Black Friday, right? Like, yeah. you know, Bonomo even uh, was, was guilty. So it's, <laughs> the thing is, is that as long as the animidity of online exists, there will always be incentive to try to game the system. Live, that's a lot more difficult because you're your person and you're easily identified. So like you need schemes like what men used to run where you know you just have a collection of scumbags that you employ there we go. to yeah. the henchmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like a you know big running gag. And it's like LA LA uh cash games were thought to be this way for decades, where it's just like, oh, I don't want to go out there and play cash because you're basically playing against teams. And I would always kind of like roll my eyes, like, okay, is that really the it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Like you're just sitting in games where like four or five people are working off the same role and they're just, but you know, in no limit, if they're not good players, it doesn't fucking matter. Like if they try to squeeze you in chair cards or whatever, like you can spot the idiots, a lot of these small edges, I guess. Online though, you can't, you can't, if you just have somebody sitting there with perfect solutions and they're able to one table and increase their win rate to 15 big blinds per hundred because everybody else is just losing now strictly to them. The game ends. It's just, you know, it ends. All of the loose money disappears. Or does everybody just sort of uh, evolve? I don't know if that's the right word. Does everyone just start using these tools? Like, is Jimmy from Tunica now just going to download the, right. uh, the, the tools and the technology and even the playing field I, where that's the expectation? I think we got into this a little bit during the Doug Negreanu match when preflop charts were so heavily contested. And a lot of the major, or a lot of, this is where the conversation kind of falls short is because the people who are very good at this game are willing to give something up, give something small up if it seems like too big a problem to solve. So a lot of the best of the best will just be like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'll spot the pool preflop charts because they know that they're not deriving their edge 
primarily from playing well pre, right? But I think two things are happening. One, they're overlooking uh, some of the mistakes that they are benefiting from, from people who aren't necessarily utilizing these charts. But two, they're forgetting what it's like to not be elite and to be on the rise up where you are, in order to, to kind of like graduate stake over stake and, and move up the, the scale vertically, you need people to be making these big errors and you need to profit off of it so that you can pad your bankroll and actually have the ability to take shots. Uh, and I use that example because it's rather innocuous. Like at the end of the day, preflop charts aren't going to make or break online poker. But the same conversation then starts to carry over to like these lookup databases where they're just like, whatever, man. Yeah, it's RTA, but it's like weak RTA because the, the, the sims aren't the most accurate sims out on the market. Like, you know. I have a quick question. Yeah. So I saw on Twitter today, GTO on um, Finding Equilibrium wrote a... Um, he quote tweeted something. He said that GTO Wiz cannot be used as RTA. No, he said uh, GTO Check, which is his product. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, I'm off. My bad. All right. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think when it's all said and done, uh, we have a lot of like. I don't want to be in this conversation. I don't play online. I don't give a fuck to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I do give a fuck because I care about the health and wealth of the, the, the community as a whole. But like, this isn't my expertise by any stretch of the imagination. But I am in the high stakes arena and I know like how information uh, disseminates ar ar around the community and things like that. And I know that all of this stuff's been happening privately for a long period of time. It's just now kind of shaking out and coming public. So when... When the people who are figureheads in this community that are very good at the game kind of just say like, don't worry about it. This isn't really a problem. Like when all the high stakes crushers are kind of saying like, RTA is not really an issue online. What they're really speaking to is their pool, right? They're not talking about 50 NL, 100 NL and, and all of these pools that are ripe for the picking. It's like, you know, if you run, uh, if you're able to bot out something like Odin or GTO Wizard or something along those lines. You're able to get a bunch of machines, a bunch of accounts, and uh, you know, you're able to utilize it as some sort of bot. Because what we need to understand is what's public is uh, not the same as what's private. So if it exists pr publicly, a derivative thereof, it can easily exist privately that will have fewer restrictions on it. So if you can convert a lookup database into a bot, and you can just bot 200 NL and below on... ACR, GG, stars, whatever the case may be, right? You can make millions, millions of dollars with almost no risk whatsoever. And all it takes is like one sharp stable that has this software available to them and realize that sites aren't really policing it or detecting it to just go out and abolish small stakes, no limit hold'em or mid stakes, no limit hold'em, I guess, when it comes to <laughs> online. And, you know, that's, I, I'm very much of an apocalyptic standpoint right now. Because I think that Pandora's box is open. And it's one of those things where chess faced a similar thing where it's like, you're not going to go out there and start forcing Alpha Zero to put uh, uh, some sort of delay on their, on their Sims, right? You're not going to go out there and force... Um, what's the other one? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, um, Stockfish. You're not going to force them to go out and give a worse user experience and a worse product because people are now cheating on chess.com. It's chess.com's responsibility, right? They've learned how to police it and they're forced to. And the, the issue is there isn't, enough, there isn't enough upward pressure 
from the community to the operators to say like, if you don't do a better job of securing this, we're not going to play because they don't have options. Fact of the matter is everybody's playing on apps. This is like the fucking nut low. <laughs> I mean, you're getting absolutely no security whatsoever. Everybody's getting the wool pulled over their eyes and just getting, you know, raked over the coals. And they're just okay with it because it's accessible. Well, can we go back to the award show that I hosted? <laughs> <laughs> what was your highlight uh, moment there, Jeff? That's a great question. I don't know. I just, I just like the whole night. You know, I like reacting to winners. I like doing the little opening monologue bit that would have been probably a little better if Berkey and Melissa were there. Mm. Or I'm not sure. I like walking around, talking to the people. You watched, right? I had it on my phone. Yeah, that was, that I, you, your favorite part was every time the camera was on you. I didn't say that, but it's every moment. Yeah, it's understood. Yeah, I was I guess. a big fan of when uh, when James Hardigan won yeah. Commentator of the Year. That was, that was one of my that favorites. Was, thank you. <laughs> I really enjoyed well, that so. moment as well. I, I really well, enjoyed so. when Rampage just took, went like this with the microphone. That, that was that great. wasn't Ray, that was James. They both they both oh, they did both it. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're aren't you as tall as Rampage? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's what we said afterwards. Right. Jerk. Oh. <laughs> what was your favorite speech? Ooh, good question. Uh, do you have one in mind? I have two. Mine was the hand. Well, <laughs> the yeah, hand. I, I, I think Robbie and Jungle should go on the fucking road together. <laughs> that, would be, that would be quite the show. I mean, they should, they should be like collaborating to do public speaking appearances for sure. Well, Wheaton's, he can set them up, right? He's out there looking, booking gigs for, for the Jungle Robbie show. Yeah, oh, that'll go well. <laughs> Rampage had a good one. He took a couple shots at some certain sites. Those were off the cuff. Yeah. That was, I respect yeah, that. that. Was, uh, that was strong. Yeah. Wait a minute. I missed that. What, who, what sites? Who, what? Uh, ACR. He said, he said something like, you know, I'm a so happy site. that y'all can follow me along yeah. even when I play on a rig site. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, it, oh. was, it was a meme based off of him yeah. tweeting like six months ago that ACR was rigged and showing a graph straight down for oh, okay. minus 60K. Oh, that's, hmm. I thought it was going to be real serious. It was no, a bit of a no, joke. No. It, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was lighthearted. I'm happy you guys won, though. I thought that was cool. It yeah. was a cool moment. It's like you clearly don't need validation, but I think it's probably still nice to be recognized by the community for putting in a whole year of basically five days a week of shows. It felt like an attendance yeah. award. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's not a slight against the award itself, but I feel like if we were doing once a week, I don't think, because I felt like everybody thought we were clear cut favorites. Same. And I feel like if we did uh, 50 shows last year instead of 200, that doesn't necessarily become true, which makes me question uh, if we actually are pumping out the quality that I hope we are. But I'm, I'm obviously overanalyzing this. Uh, it would have been one of those things where. I think it's one of those things where it's nice to be recognized and be validated, um, but it's like poker. Winning is nowhere near as important as not losing. Yeah. Like losing would have <laughs> yeah. felt really bad. Yeah, it would have. It was like, fuck, we put in five times as many episodes as everybody else. You I were won my goddamn it. attendance award. But you were, you were going to do this uh, even if the awards didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, of course, right. of course. Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, we, we obviously think that there's a gap in the market, and that's why this kind of plays out. And I even said, like, we're probably favorites to win for the same reason, like, Jen Shahadi was a big favorite to win the year she did because it's such a novel idea. Yeah. Right? Like, her podcast is so brilliant 
uh, the problem is, is that it kind of loses its luster year two and year three because what makes it so fascinating is the actual like concept itself of I'm going to go through like the entire range chart and come up with an episode per hand. That kind of you know falls off by year three when you're in the five three off episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, where are we at on this chart, yet? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully next year it's an SB. You know? Mm. Oh, I don't know why. You got to talk to your boy McAfee and, and get a little bit more coverage. He's got to right. be on the. He's got to be on the cusp of uh, of getting on here, right? I mean, he yeah. just fell in love with pickleball, right? Oh, yeah. you think you can get Pat lying. McAfee on this show? I yes. mean, I would rather go on his show, right? But I think that there's probably a better chance that he just slums it and comes here. I think y'all could pull off a, a little home and home, as Zach wow. and Bill Simmons right. would say. Mm. Mm. I think you could do his, and I think he would jump on here. I, you think I could he'd see get, that. You think he'd get Ursay to hit me in the PJ and fly me out to Indiana? <laughs> that, that, no. no, I, don't I think, think so. the only shot you have is going to be like starting right now when there's no major sports going on that he focuses on. Yeah. And the World Series of Poker now becomes a big thing, and he, and he wants to talk a little bit about poker. And yeah. Friday Night SmackDown does come to Las Vegas on March 24th. So that's the thing. Oh, he hasn't man. been like on SmackDown every week now, but I think pre-WrestleMania season he might be, and he might he, be in person. He yeah. does come here more than you would think. Yeah. He was here for the Pro Bowl. He was here for, uh, I think they did game day here for one of the bowl games, maybe. We saw him at, yeah. was that SummerSlam? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, getting him here uh, actually in the studio in person whole nother level. I'll fucking walk to Indiana to talk, <laughs> talk about poker on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> I've always said like if he would be he'd be the best for it because we're from almost the same hometown but um, like back when the Postle thing was was catching mainstream I was like man if I get on Sports Center or yeah. I get the chance to talk to Scott Van Pelt like Scott Van Pelt's the fucking goat as Absolutely. far as I'm concerned. So if I get to talk to him I'm just going to talk Pittsburgh sports the whole fucking time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to go full-blown mm -hmm. Yinzer, and he's going to regret ever bringing me on this show. You, you seriously like should start right now digging yeah. into guys like Van Pelt, McAfee, whoever else you want to cross over and, and try and have on your show. Yeah. Barstool used to do this. And maybe they kind of still do. For pardon my take mm. with Big Cat. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they well, got, really got started with Big Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do so you think they felt slighted not winning podcast of the year in poker? <laughs> Who? Uh, Barstool. Oh, Cracking Aces. Cracking Aces Nate yeah. and those guys? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Slightly, yeah, yes. Yeah. Slightly bigger platform. Like not even on the, not even mentioned. They didn't even make either. the final four. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, honestly. it does seem a little yeah. off. But anyway, what I was saying with part of my take in Big Cat and PFT, they would always uh, text me like, hey, can you get Daniel or, or, or Helmuth? It's the off season. There's nothing else to talk about. So yeah, typically yeah. once a year, they're going to get, you know, Daniel, Phil, Antonio. They'll go for some of those bigger names. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you knows? do meet McAfee and I, you know, that's going to be awesome for you and everything. Mm -hmm. If you, there's just like one line or maybe a moment in conversation where you could be like, hey, I have a friend and you know Kay Adams and, you know, maybe these two could kind of connect. <laughs> just if you could throw that yeah. out there. Yeah, Matt, <laughs> All right, you, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make that happen when you give me the intro to your sister. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> Trying to sell Sunset, baby. Let's go. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. Buying Beverly yeah. Hills. What Get the it fuck right. ever? Right? It's a different just, show. Just work okay? on the phrasing of I the actually, show. Uh, Does that drive you nuts? The entire show. Hmm? Does it this, what? This sister bit. This has to. I mean, 
Why we did it with you for ten years too? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, right? Uh, but Shout his sister's a little different, you know. She's on you know, a Netflix special, mm-hmm. uh, big Instagram influencer, and then there's that has to drive you nuts. Your friends, Brent, Brent, Brent. Yeah. I, I just want to meet her so she can get me on Raya. Fair enough. <laughs> Who's Raya? It, it I think it's bullshit, Jeff. I don't think you <laughs> have to take this abuse. It's a, a, a man, a it's, friend that has a sister like this. I mean. Yeah. But it's not abuse when he's like, okay, I'll try to get you set up with Kay Adams if I can meet your sister. I'd, I'd just call Melissa and yeah. be like, Melissa, all right. Uh, got this, a guy. This, this is just, uh, <laughs> this is old school uh, arranged marriage. Just a barter exchange. Yeah. 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 I'm giving him a goat, you know, in yeah. exchange. All right. Listen, if he ever does introduce you to her, make sure you understand the right show that she's on. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll <laughs> do my, look, I'll do my research. You yeah. could. Watch you just, the show. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not. You take get, listen, listen, Michelle and I binge watched the entire show this weekend. I'll give you the cliff notes. We're we're that team we're too. team Melissa all the way. It's like high school yep. all over again, except mm-hmm. in the inverse. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I got you. It works. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Someone had to write my uh, book reports. <laughs> I did a fifty-page, I did a fifty-page book report senior year for Skimpy, uh, for Andeco's English class. Mm-hmm. On gun control. For how much? For $500. Wow, and I copy man. and pasted the entire thing from the internet. $500? Yeah. That's, a, that's... Yep. 10 bucks per page. 50 Damn. pages. Yep. You got an A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better for $500. I, type, I typed no fewer than 100 words. I literally went in there and like added like and mm-hmm. the... Like just that's, connect their phrases to make it all flow. Because I'm pretty sure... It, Teachers would just take a paragraph of your uh, thing. Not, and just, not in 2000. Nah, yeah, right. Nah, nah, they didn't nah, have nah, the nah, technology nah. back then. I know. I just put it in Google and be like, oh, this guy wrote this. <laughs> this wasn't you. Yeah. they had Teachers had like a 15-year window between like 2021 and 2006 where they could double check to see if their students were cheating. Prior to that, the internet wasn't evolved enough. And now post that, we have ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked. <laughs> ChatGPT is getting A's all across oh, yeah. the board. <laughs> yep. What's your citations? I don't know. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking robot to write this for me. Yeah. Leave me alone, teach. Man. I mean, that's worth an A in itself. Well, you're paying for the service. It seems like you should be able to use it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Just like these uh, RTAs. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't really finish my thought, but I actually do think that uh, across the board, uh, I I went from like really believing they should police themselves. I think across the board, they should all remove all RTA detection. Oh, like all prevent all um, everything that they all have in place to prevent the use of RTA. I think you should just re- remove it. Hell, I think if I were them, I would start selling RTA and just label it as such. Force the fucking operators to do something. You know? Like, as a third-party company selling a, a software tool, what are they breaking? It's, it's not their account. They're not the ones breaking TOCs. You know what I mean? Like, why do it underhandedly in the black market, like, through Discord channels? Like, get one popping, man. Let's fucking get out there and just... Can you please not use popping... Toward cheating. <laughs> yes. Do not touch hey, it's, 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 it's not cheating. Over here. It's not cheating. They're just the manufacturers. You know, okay, it's like it's not murder. They're just the gun gun creator. Yeah. Is that was that in was that in your uh, in your uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh man. There's one person to blame for all of this. Mm. 
It's Doyle Brunson. Doyle, damn you, Doyle. I can, I can see this being Doyle's Super fault. System came out, yeah. and that was all she wrote. Yeah, Next thing you know, right. everyone's learning about poker, and it's mm -hmm. all just evolved, and here we are. Yep. Yeah. 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 Would it be RTA uh, if you were, like, in the 90s, and you and you just brought uh, Super System to the table with you, and you're like, it's on you, like, wait a second. Yeah. Race. There it is. <laughs> I remember I used to call people out in chat on Party Poker like in the early 2000s when they would jam for like three pots on a flush draw board and show up with a flush draw. I'd be like, you're reading super systems. <laughs> Our poker, I know baby. that move. That's a semi bluff. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Who would have thought we would have got this far? Wow. Yeah. Do you didn't make it to the awards, huh? No, no family. Second year in a row that I hosted and my broadcast partner and colleague did not show up. Yeah, but I was there mm. in support watching you on your phone. Yeah. Just fine. Thank you. I also play a big part in actually making you the host. That that is that is very. Is correct. it you that plays a big part, or is it the lack of budget? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You do it for free. Combination right? of factors, Berkey. Yeah, I mean, you. I would do it for free. Don't tell them that, though. I mean, yeah. honestly, the fact that they can't get Stapes is like really showing how low the bar is. Stapes used to do around, he'd be like the joke, like what Dre is doing a little bit, but more pranks. From Stapes, Stapes has hosted the show before, I think back when it was the American Poker Awards mm. version of it. Oh, he, hosted the the American. Year, he hosted the year we won uh, okay. for Dead Money. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Back in LA days when. Uh, I don't remember what hotel it was. It's at. in a it nice was, spot in LA. It was right? in Beverly Hills, yeah. Ooh. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it was it was swanky. It was right next to um Oh fuck, it was right next to a comedy club. <laughs> oh, Laugh Factory? Maybe. Wow, the man dies early. It's, it's landed. Oh, I, no. That, oh, no. That, that we, on break. we don't have a mic for you. Oh no. You're gonna have to steal guapos. Oh, you oh, look no, so I sad do. over there, Landon. Uh yeah, deuces? Oh, oh, we were literally talking about it. If you didn't hear, he said he folded ace five suited pre. Yeah, we were just, literally just, talking on, about it. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Just sit. sit, sit yeah, this is like these yeah. in the down bad corner. Yeah, really this is. is this is patio mode. Mm. Wow. That's a great ambiance you got with the plan. You get a shot of him. There <laughs> Keep the lower that's, third too. Yeah. See, see Nobody what, puts baby see, in the corner. That's, that's where you belong when you fold ace five suited. This is how it feels when you fold ace five suited. When you jam ace five suited, you just get sent into the fucking. God, if you just never got dealt ace five suited, I'd be a sad man because I like be, that hand. Yeah. What did happen though? Would you be rich? Under the gun eight opens. Oh my 2. god, 4X. <laughs> Hijack calls. I have twelve and a half bigs in the small blind with ace five suited. And you folded. I folded. That's good. That is good. Good for you. I. It's pretty it off-brand. Sacrilegious. Off-brand. You think you were getting look one how, through look there? Look how uncomfortable I am right now. You think you were getting one through? No. Okay. Well, that's good. It's not about you're just gonna be eights though. What, what did you? I'm gonna get there. How'd you end up busting? I would have just won probably. How'd you bust? Uh, button hijack open, jam twelve, ace eight suited, lost to king queen. Damn. Damn. I was disciplined though. I waited. I knew I'd get a better spot. You That's know? right. That's yeah. right. That's 60 40. Get a better spot, <laughs> right, Hank? Yeah, but listen, patience doesn't always work out. No, it doesn't. Sometimes you Sometimes just fucking... a little no gamble, no future. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Sometimes you're just sitting on the floor. Incredible. This is just. This is, this is why we're the best really podcast. This level. is why we're the fucking podcast. <laughs> why you're award winners. Winning, yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and uh, you know, Rob on. Young, Rob Young, uh, retiring me. Yeah. Put me in the poker hospital. I have him to thank. Thank you again, again once again. Yes, thank, thank you, Rob. You. Thank you, Rob, for <laughs> for you know making all of this happen. I think thank, we should thank you, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I wish we'd cut off a little piece of our award and give it to him, like Rampage is going to do for his mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he genuinely, like, non-ironically asked if somebody knew how to meddle to take no, off he a was, piece. No, he was 100% serious. Yeah. Like, he's going to take a hacksaw to it and, like... <laughs> <laughs> need a vlog out of it. What yeah. an idiot. <laughs> hey, somebody would like to have that. You know, I told thing, him he should just cut up the piece of paper that, they, you know, that you pull, and I was easier. like, you can cut that up and, and send it. Yeah, that'd be... You're a smart kid. I know. You can well, also I'm, make, you know, copies of that. No, no, no. Really get it out there. <laughs> they want the original. Really the original. They, they don't know. He'll they, sign it. It'll be adorable. They want the original, man. Imagine one having one. Like a framed piece of Rampage's best personality of the year card. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck kind of industry are we in, man? I mean, th- that card touched Jeff Platt's hand. That's true. It's true. It's a great point. Yeah. yeah. It's a great point. <laughs> wow. This has to be the only industry that you could ever get famous in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, this just has to be it, wow. right? <laughs> So we, we, I mean, we, kind of funny. Could you imagine that Thanksgiving di- dinner table where it's like, you know, his, his sister's out there just like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was with such and such social, right? And like, you know, really, really playing up her celebrity status. And then it's like, Jeff, what have you done? Well, I mean, Phil Helmuth the other day. I don't mean to brag. <laughs> the, the brags don't come through as well at the Thanksgiving dinner table when less. you're talking to people who don't know about poker. Yeah. Just imagine at one point in time, you were actually interviewing real athletes. Yeah, but it was among like ten other reporters, and I wasn't getting you were all holding the camera the time. Mic, right? Yeah, the big, uh, <laughs> now you're the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, now you're the guy. Get yeah. the spotlight. Yeah, right. now you're fucking Jeffrey mm-hmm. Platt from Poker Go. You know, as you'll remind me if I ever forget. Every goddamn time, baby. <laughs> Speaking of the spotlight, there was one just to put a maybe a bow on it for the Global Poker Awards. There was one thing that hit me during the show that I realized we don't pay attention to, or it's not honored. It, how about guys like Eric Person or Alan Keating, where they oh, become yeah. stars in the cash game scene that are we clearly talk, getting the mm-hmm. most views? We talked right. about this uh, in the Bahamas. We did end up on the GPI or the Gold Poker Awards. Uh, I mean, it, it became abundantly clear to me whenever we started to kind of dig through a little bit that the awards themselves are very, very, very specific to tournament poker yeah. and everything that's ancillary to that. So even when you're talking about like media pieces and content and content creators and everything else, I mean, with the slight exception that they've started to expand a little bit and include like, you know, like video of the year or whatever Greg won over Marley and Caitlin. I can't recall what the, that, that like starts to just ever so slightly creep outside of specifically MTTs. Um, but it's abundantly clear that like, you know, tournaments are what, drive this industry specifically live because same thing goes for online like you know you're never seeing linus up for an award of any sort despite the fact that like you know stevie chidwick wins you know most feared player year in and year out uh there's a handful of other guys that like you'll just never even hear about that are absolute crushers in the online space so yeah when it comes to with the popularity of stream games especially like it'd be pretty easy to start to expand out into categories that um you know pretty 
maybe poorly defined, but like they're like most entertaining hand of the year mm -hmm. stuff along they, those lines. They, yeah, they, they, they did. That. They, they, did. they did that, but yeah, yeah. But I, I get your overall point that there's there's a way to acknowledge more of the stars who, of the who game. Won, yeah. Yeah. Who, won left who, won that, who won that one? Uh, that would be Robbie. <laughs> Riveting speech. Riveting speech. I I, I've never. I oh it. yeah, that. Oh. I don't think I've ever heard someone double triple and then quadruple down all in a same five minute span that uh the new bounty hand is jack four i mean the the, the advertising for this good for this you got a bounty. shout out in her I speech did. Yeah. yeah you did I you did. know that hand one. has a nickname yeah. uh, flat tire. the robbery flat tire <laughs> that's the name uh, like the mechanic you know it's like what's a jack yeah. who use, what's a jack for yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. or the yeah. robbery that's made my day uh, yeah. i've only known it as the robbery robbery is a good you've one. known it as the flat tire yeah but that was ages ago ages uh, ago hey, we let that one go days those are the good old days no i think with um if uh, if like the cash game stream games they stay on the trajectory that they're on that I think the award shows are going to, or this award show is almost hand is going to be forced to, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, uh, I do think it's acknowledge little... them in some way because like they're the most popular things on, on TV just right yeah. or on, and, and I, in the poker. I do think it's a little bit uh, insulated media. though, right? Like when you're talking about the Academy Awards or, or other industries, um, there's people who it's their, whether it's their full-time job or part-time job, whatever, but it's their job to select and curate the best talent that's out there in our space we're pretty insulated to like the people that are in this tight little niche arena that a lot of people won't have access to so even if we went the realm of stream games and said like you know who's the toughest live cash game player out there something along those lines right it's still going to be a pool of like 30 people that you're pulling from and it's like you know uh most feared player of the year voted on by their peers well it's like the list is only people who play high roller tournaments mm. um the same thing with like the media coverage and everything else it's just going to be the the people that are out there boots on the ground covering these majors like wsop wpt triton etc pgt pgt Thank right you. nice um and, and yeah it's like i don't know i i don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just uh, i think it becomes a little bit tiresome to see like year in and year out industry person of the year just being <laughs> traded off between the the four majors where it's like you know one year it's jack one year it's savage one year it's uh adam plishka one year it's paul campbell Maury. or maury or you know whoever's yeah. affiliated with uh the next one it's like it's fine they all should be recognized for sure um but it's it's not exactly <laughs> competitive i guess right it's just defaulted every year in and year out we know who the five to six most influential people are going to be in those spaces and then it's just a matter of like well who won it last year let's kind of rotate it through although i don't think that that's necessarily how the process goes i know that we all vote um but you know it's kind of just recency bias i guess some memory like i, I always vote for the same people when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah like, that's why you don't have same. to see it anymore what do you mean? I don't know. I feel like it's be your sheets to come out. Yeah, that should be like best game runner. You know what I mean? Like you, Feldman. That's a good one. Fucking JRB. <laughs> give fucking <laughs> Harrison, Doc Sands. <laughs> I like this category. Well, you can do private game runners. Mm, 
Oh, you guys aren't and public. Then, and then public. Uh, you guys ain't public. <laughs> 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 Fucking list is short, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put Helmuth on there. I have a feeling no one's going to beat JRB's games, though. Or you know, the, these private games. Are you kidding me? The the yeah. uh, the Aria games, Baird, Keating. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Keating's fucking legend when it comes to this stuff. I, I mean, we say this, but I've never... What goes on in L.A.? Because this just seems like infinitely more money. A lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. like, it yeah. just seems like infinitely more money and just like... I don't know. It's A very it's wide seedier. player base. I don't, know, uh, I don't know that the player base is that different. I just think that the risk is higher. Because it's that. all home games, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's all isolated and you're really at the mercy of like how much you trust the host mm -hmm. like yeah i don't know i mean don't get me wrong there's some of that here too covid really did a number on the the cash game scene like there were no home games every now and again one would pop up and 100 percent of the time it was cheated <laughs> <laughs> like back when jrb was running the game at ivy's room or whatever like every now and again they'd be like yo chauncey billups is running a fucking game at this mansion we're like yeah it's fucking cheating <laughs> You get to play with Chauncey Billups, though. Yeah, of course. You pay your fucking initiation fee of, like, however many thousands of dollars you lose on a one-outer. But, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a one-outer if it's always going to hit, right? That's true. Mm, that is true. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's one of 47, but it's coming 100% of the time. Yeah. It's not actually a one-outer. Yo, this game's wild, man. They're just jamming all in with no yeah. outs. So I had a set, and he had a set, and then he had quads. <laughs> it's insane. Um, that's actually yeah I don't know uh, I mean how important do you think the awards are to the to the industry as a whole I think it's important for certain outlets people organizations to get recognized in some form mm -hmm. and then you have the balance of trying to create a program that the poker fans will care about right yeah. like we know that if we put on a tournament a final table it's definitely going to get more viewers than the award show no matter how good the production value is for the award show it's just i thought the production value was top notch. Really production really value is huge that's like a real commitment from yeah. poker go that's <laughs> it's, no very, it's very watchable which is impressive because usually this type of stuff isn't so I, I think it's it's needed in some form. I think you could adjust to to Brent's point and probably make it a little bit more about the players. Yeah, and that'll be good for the players, and then it'll also be good for the audience watching because, you know, what, to your point about the ESPYS earlier, mm -hmm. everybody tuning into the ESPYS, they don't they aren't watching for the behind the scenes crew. They just want right. to see LeBron accept the award for for best basketball player. Yeah, so I think you could have a little more of that, and then. I don't know, maybe a little more, more behind-the-scenes, off-air, stuff like that. It's kind yeah. of weird because I think that the, the majority of the reasoning for the awards, at least from my perspective as a player, is to acknowledge the operators and everybody yeah. that, that handles things behind the scenes. Um, but I think it's gotten to a point now where it's like, WSOP has a dozen GPI awards. Who the fuck cares about the 13th? You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's really important to like maybe poker face Ash to win vlogger of the mm -hmm. year for the first time. Like that award will mean everything because it's, it's kind of a, a, a tip of the cap to years and years of hard work. So yeah, it is this weird thing where it's like uh, the people that it's highlighting the most, it's more of just an applaud. It, it, like it's enough to be nominated because the award itself doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like an acknowledgement of like, yeah, we see you guys. Like you're all doing 
the Lord's work out there, making these events bigger and better and, you know, uh, kind of crushing it year in and year out. But like, no one wants to hear a long winded seven minute speech about why your tour is better than the next guys. There's a hint of recognition there that I think is, is pretty valuable. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just, uh, just, you know, there are ways that you can tweak it, but there are always going to be ways you can when tweak When do we get the musical show like this? That's, oh, that would that's be, what I want. Yeah, that would be strong. When we get Hoodie Allen just mm -hmm. like coming in mid-show to, to throw yeah. down. I mean, Jeremy Awesomeness <laughs> should have definitely sang uh, his rendition. No, no, he shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Dad unite. <laughs> Listen, I, I thought Parker that Gold's? there were yeah. two, mo I mean, there were a lot, quite a few good moments for the show, but two stood out to me. One at the top, when Steven Song came out yeah. and you could tell how much that meant to him. Mm -hmm. And then they were showing his family in the crowd. I, that was, that's pretty special. That yes. sort of thing right there is why I think this exists. And yeah. then Angela, Angela towards great. the end of the night, when she right. broke yeah. down. Very right. and her, so yeah, I was going to say her speech. I mean, so moving and yeah. it, it was, it was those players that you never have a chance to see hear from really often. Mm -hmm. And to your point, Burke, yeah, I totally agree. A lot of these industry backside awards uh you know i'm not going to take shots at anybody but go ahead just do <laughs> those off air yeah. you can still award them mm -hmm. a lot plenty of awards are done that way but we don't need to yeah i mean you don't want to watch the oscars and see like best lighting crew like that's just not you know, a thing like, yeah, yeah whatever i don't yeah. right. fucking but care <laughs> that being said this is a niche industry yeah, yeah everybody needs their appreciation cookie and so we we hand out cookies you know and as the oscars has continued to tweak that show because less and less people are watching less and less people watch television overall they have taken out the awards like that and mm -hmm. they've just moved them to pre-show right and yeah. so they do yeah. them an hour before the show maybe still in front of the live audience and then acknowledge it in the tv part but you take a minute or two and just go through the 10 awards that you gave out before the show and i, I yeah. kind of like that path that i, I think it's important uh just to kind of wrap this I, I do think it's important to create a product that everybody's proud of enough that they want to be there right like yeah. it's it's not great i i shouldn't say i shouldn't frame it that way because it may be no fault of the awards but like it's it's a it's a miss when dankness doesn't come right like to win twitter personality of the year you're winning it because you're sharp and you're witty and mm. you know your speech is going to be something along those lines and it's going to be uh something that everybody wants to see so whenever he's just kind of like look man i've been traveling for three weeks i'm not gonna make a pit stop in vegas for to collect an award that i may not win uh i think we kind of like miss a little bit there yeah that'd be fortunate if he would have came like that, yeah. that that's a pretty that's gonna be a great speech angela really um made me cry <laughs> yeah, yeah i think I everybody i think everybody was a little teary-eyed i straight speech. up yeah. cried because like mm -hmm. i kind of um Felt some of my story in hers. It really yeah, was just like, sure. ooh. When are you going to have a year like her? My God. I, <laughs> it, I mean, it kind of like just proves your point of when it comes to industry people, new industry people, the awards mean so much. And then like there's also the other side of some, it doesn't mean as much, right? There's just a like different weight that different individuals or groups will put on awards such like the GPI. So it's better that it exists versus not. It's just a matter. Yeah, of I, I just how think you it needs to become more expansive, it. right? We need to start to bring in the online market. We need to start bringing uh, maybe the European market a little bit more. Um, it's it's just tough. It's a huge ask, uh, you know, for for Eric and everybody involved. It's it's such a it's such a nightmare. 
to try to figure all this out. And it's always going to be a forever tweaking process. It's like, especially with the way the content's evolving too, like it's, it's impossible to ignore the content corner of everything. And even still, uh, we're struggling to get this right. Right. Like where it's like, uh, I don't remember what all the nominees were for video of the year, but I know Joey's 12 hour long investigation was in there with three short videos. And it's like, well, that's just apples and oranges. Right. You just literally can never compare the two, especially when you're sending it out to voters that say, okay, rank these in your choice order. And here are the links to click and watch. And it's like, okay, I can consume these three in 90 yeah. seconds. And that one, I'm going to need a bag full of edibles and a week off of work and four hours. for me to actually dig into. Yeah. But if you do get that far, you're locked in. Right. You're fucking locked in, baby. Very locked in. You um, could split up the, the content in some ways. I mean, we would love to see just some place for shows like High Stakes Poker and of course, no gamble, no future. Or to to be just found. be on the nominations list, like even the preliminary nominations list for something. Yeah. So to your point, you, you know, you could split up content in the way that that, that could happen. I mean, is, couldn't you guys be lumped in on the best live stream kind of? Mm. Well, well, it's not, not a live stream. show, not a live really. Stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I, I, think, I think Poker Go was listed for best live stream. So yeah. like, you couldn't vote for the World Series of Poker main event. You could just vote for Poker Go. Right, and so it's what event is that? Yeah, I think being able to get into the more nuance to Jeff's point is is good because it's like, uh, are you voting for a Hustler because of their overall product, or is it because of Max Paid Monday, or is it because of Fridays? You know what I mean? Like, do you prefer high stakes poker versus no gamble no future? Uh, and I think like to some degree, this kind of gives some feedback to everybody involved too, right? So it's like, you know, maybe. Maybe Lodge is thinking about shifting this way or that way or whatever, but like the show that they were on the brink of maybe saying like, ah, this isn't working. Like, I don't like our anti-game or I don't like this. Maybe it gets nominated. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, people are paying attention to this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's, it's much ado about nothing in the sense of uh, we're, we're literally just talking about subjective stuff. But I do think that it's indicative of us trying to grow as an industry as a whole, right? Like if we want national recognition, there there needs to be something internally that could be a measuring stick. And we're not very good at that. You know, it's like, what do you what do you choose? Amount of money won? That's never really been a great yeah. A great indicator. Um <clears throat> while we're giving our congratulations, uh big shout out to Oh man, I'm gonna butcher Rachel this last Gia name. Capozzi. Oh yeah, leave it to the resident Italian to get yes, it right. Yes, congratulations, yeah, congratulations. Rachel. Yes. Uh, big shout out to Rachel. She's a part of the uh, Poker Queens or Pocket Queens. I always get this uh, it's wrong. Uh, Pocket Queens. Pocket Queens. Yes. Uh, study group. That's the uh, group that we talked about with Victoria Livshitz when she was on. Mm -hmm. uh, they're continuing to grow, and they're continuing to rush. So uh, Victoria, Victoria wins, all right, and then Rachel wins. She beats. 800 and some people for $20,000 or something like yep. that. 821 Amazing. runners wow. for 19 K. Um, I'm actually hosting a webinar for them tomorrow at 7 PM. So for anybody who is interested in joining that study group or, uh, just attending the webinar tomorrow, uh, I think you can go to pocketqueens.com or .org. I should probably have this up, but, uh, in any event, um, it's pocketqueens.poker. There we go. Pocketqueens.poker, obviously. Do you do you need any hosting advice? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just teaching, but by all means. Okay. No, no, no. no, no, no I'd great. love to hear Jeff's 10 quick tips on uh, 
how to host. Yeah, well, he, next he, week, next week. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is okay. an MSPT champion, you know? That is true. And that once true. again, there are two MSPT champions now in this room. There are. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not for nothing. Um, I feel like the last couple, couple of months, I've seen a lot more women playing poker. Yes. Same. Like, at tournaments. Same. Really like, and yeah. they're not just out there. They're fucking out there for blood. And, they're and they Absolutely. are ripping people's heads mm-hmm. off. I'm, watch, I'm watching some... Like, really good poker being played, something, I'm loving it. <laughs> something certainly changed in the tides. I don't know exactly what it is, but, like, I know for us specifically, I was looking at our analytics, and uh, since October, month over month, our female viewership has doubled. So we went from two and a half to five, five to, like, 11, 11 to 25 in January, and then we're That's settling... exponential growth right uh, sort of. <laughs> Yo, let's debate that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loose definition of exponential. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like clean. Right. And then we settled. So like uh we're we're like regressing to the mean a bit. I think February's was yeah. somewhere around like nineteen ish. But still, I mean that's unheard of when it comes to poker content. Like two percent is usually the bar. And it's like if you're doing anything over two. You're absolutely crushing it. Now, perhaps our viewership went down 80%. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, all the guys just left. All the guys left. No. Uh, actually, our viewership's kind of maintained slash uh, gone up, I guess, over the average. Obviously, not since, not since specifically October, since those numbers were ridiculously inflated. But um, the average viewership, we're doing like you know, 10 to 12K per episode. So it's a lot. It's a lot of women that are consuming. Uh, it seems to be a lot of women that are gravitating towards tournament poker mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. I see it way more in tournaments than cash. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't play cash. Let's but. go. Let's get this up there. Oh, yeah. we're almost wow. there. Let's uh, go. You got to get know, to 50,000. I got to tell you, we're not almost there. <laughs> we're not. We're not. It, 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 it's a slow, it's a slow burn here. Like, so. we're, we're, we're off 400 and change away. That, that'll be, I don't know, two months. Yeah, if, if you haven't already, please, please, please hit that subscribe button. Subscribe. You know, real quick, too. Victoria, you mentioned her mm-hmm. in her group. She's the only one, that, at least that I know, in this room that made day three of this. That's also true. Event. <laughs> yeah. That is also true. She's Shout uh, out to- she is out there just ripping it too, just sending hand histories, slam dunking mm-hmm. in people's faces, getting them to fold boats. Like we're out here, man. Yeah, but you, if you are a woman looking to get better, definitely go to uh, PocketQueen uh, Poker, and yep. um, we've actually partnered with them. So uh, if you do miss the live lecture that uh, Matt is giving tomorrow, uh, you you will get a special link, and you'll have a private group on Solve Y TV, and um, so you'll be able to watch the replays of his and all the past lectures. And um, it, it was great because I was actually working with Rachel uh, to set this up. And then I just see her rip this tournament <laughs> off. I was so excited for her. So Give it up for the manager. Always coming in on time yeah. with the fucking goods. It's like uh, she she's like Pocket Queen's version of the little manager. Mm-hmm. She's just she out is. there yes. doing the day to day work right. and then grinding MTTs in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, shipping. Th- you have to win something for twenty k now. I know. Sounds good. That seems, <laughs> to be, that seems to be what's missing here overall. Uh, money. Yeah, money. Money's. Money. Largely money. We're trying. Have you guys been following Triton at all? A little bit. I try to watch yeah. it in the morning. Yeah, I love their day one coverage, especially when they jump to day one of the 50k or the 75k yeah it's cool they do a great job yeah it's um i can't really put my finger on why it doesn't get more traction Uh, than 
Uh, maybe it's just because it's purely it's, time, time zone thing. Could be. No. I was going to say maybe because it's not American. Uh, yeah. I don't think so because you're still tapping into the rest of the world. Yeah. And right. we have found when we start, uh, we've done very early shows. Yeah. Actually, really good time to be live at nine ten in the morning. Yeah, you get I, that crossover. Yeah, yeah, I, it all. I literally get up, get some coffee, and put Triton yeah. on at the final table, and I'm watching. Yeah, like, I five love handed. it too. Right. Triton does pretty well, right? Gets a couple thousand concurrent. Yeah, but I mean, it should do way better. It's you not, just expect it's, it to get like 10k. Well, it's just not comparable to to uh, similar products that that are also out there. Like and you don't see the buzz around it. To your, correct. To your point. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of insulated. Like think yeah. about like, that way. Yeah, think about like the WPT Championship Week. Think about like uh, when Poker Go has their uh, PG Tour stuff going they, on. They need to build more buzz. WSOP. I mean, thing. WSOP is maybe an unfair comparison because it's so global already. Sure. Yeah. But, I think building more bloods would go a long way. Like the way WPT did in the winter. Like, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how to go about this, but... Well, they, they had some really feel-good stories that, that have made their way through. Maybe not a bunch, but like certainly one. Uh, streamer Weasel1991, uh, I believe his name is Mark Rubithan, uh, out of the UK, won a 100K package from ACR, planned to enter four events, bricked his first one, cashed his second one bubbling the final table and then just won the Amazing. 30k mystery bounty <laughs> for like 700,000 for him so man great. his previous biggest score was like 15k oh man it's just fucking That's the dream see the poker dream is still alive Berkey. it's it's very yeah. um what do you call that small but it's I'm going to dream I'm keeping dream. dreaming i mean it yeah but it it it, it happens you know it does right? happen right uh He's out there playing against the best in the world. And we saw this happen with uh, Ebony, the last track yeah, stop. Right. Right? Like, she got free rolled into a couple of events. All of a sudden, she's at the final table with the fucking main event. It's like, you know, tournament poker is very forgiving in the sense that if you're chosen and you are willing to accept it, you get the monies. You know, at least in the short term, whether that's, that's reflective long term or not. That's why a story like this should draw more buzz. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know, because like yeah. it, this is one of those that maybe back in the day, if it happened at the World Series, you'd see the like as the eighth CNN story listed. Right. right you know, yeah. poker player invests X, only has Y and his bankroll and then wins a tournament for 50 times that. Right. So that's what, I, you know, somehow. Where, where, does, where do you think the failure comes from? Because it's not like it's not the outlets. Poker.org well, is out there slinging this. Right, every... right, right. I, I think I think Triton, correct me if you think I'm wrong, is very catered towards the players yeah. and the player experience. Mm -hmm. And everything else comes secondary to them. They spend a ton of money on their stream, which is awesome. Looks awesome. The production value is very high. Commentators do an excellent job. And then I think with them, that's pretty much it. Like, I, do they have a Twitter account? Sure. Do they let the poker newses and poker.orgs of the world come in? Yeah. I, I feel like that they aren't really actively pushing their product to it, the, the quote-unquote mainstream It media. lacks personality to me. That's yeah. there also. Yeah. That's what I think it is. I think that's what the biggest thing is. I feel like if it had more personality to it, then it would, it would be bigger because it is the biggest stage that we have right now. And it's also one of the most well. -produced. I kind of feel the same way about EPTs, though. Like maybe we're just tapped out because we're in the American market. Like outside of Bahamas, which is the biggest event that Stars runs all year long, mm -hmm. I, I don't pay that close of attention to even like EPT Barcelona, which is one of the biggest events yeah. worldwide, year in and year out. Right, and it's like I think I think largely it's just because it's why we exist. It's why we are the award-winning podcast of 2023 or 2022, <laughs> I guess. There's just no real mouthpieces in this industry. 
right? Like, we suck at what we do, and we're fucking number one. We suck. <laughs> hey, hey. We hey, suck fucking men. We suck for now. We'll just, get better. I'm just saying, man, we the fucking process. stink. You know, hey, we're, oh, we're, we're literally getting patted on the back for showing up. We're like, that's, that's our real. credentials. What do you guys do? We show up every day. It's like fucking bravo, man. Bravo fucking oh. No Five one else is doing week. it. Listen, the, week, and obviously, the ball like, starts rolling. I mean, I'm being self-deprecating, but like... Largely, I do think that that's that's a bit, there's no competition amongst the news outlets. It's literally yeah. just two, and one of them is an upstart, right? Between Poker.org and Poker News, uh, we've seen all the magazines collapse. Like, does Card Player even exist anymore? I'm not. It sure. does. They, do. they pump yeah. them out, but like, you know, at what level? What scale? You just relax. You know, last year I was in one of those things. Me and Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Twenty twenty fucking years in this industry. I've never, <laughs> I've never had a Card Player cover. I think something else that is. All, very difficult right now is the saturation of how many big scores are happening left and right. Yeah. We were every just talking about this week, this morning, and people sort of become numb to it. So I know numb. our community does, and yeah. then even outside of that, it's like, oh, okay, but someone's doing this every week. It and you, seems. you're talking about top level. We've played. Right. For, like, I've played we for were, a million every week for the last eight weeks. We were we were talking about it yeah. at at the like, at more of like the entry level. I was looking through uh, just like Twitter and some news outlets the other day. There was like a dozen events of buy-ins less than $1,500 where first place was somewhere between seventy and 100000 It's like, how is everybody not numb to this whenever like, you know, your average bingo hall player can go out and compete for six figures every single... Like literally there's multiple winners every single day making 50, 100, 200, 300,000. It's like, how could we ever highlight them? Whenever there's also a dozen people who just won like 1.6 billion and, you know, some, some gradient scale there, thereafter. So it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to pay attention to? It's very hard. I, I mean, you, you find yourself only attaching yourself. Things that go sort of mini viral or yeah. viral in our community yeah, yeah. happens three, four, five times a year. Yeah. And it's always some ridiculous hand, some ridiculous moment. If it's the double bird out of right. you know, person. <laughs> It, it, the, the Robbie Jade. It's like we're almost looking for a scandal to happen to to get our attention, let alone the mainstream attention. So when a guy like uh, Weasel, whatever his name was, you know, wins this amount of money, it's like, oh, okay. But we've heard that story before. Yeah. Correct. We've heard that from Moneymaker. We've heard it from this guy. We've heard you guys have already told us that. Yeah. yeah. So we stopped caring, right? Yeah. I'm a, a, about that as much as we should. It's so crazy because sports doesn't suffer from this. Yeah, it's wild. Right? Yeah. Like, Mike Trout hits a home run. Mike Trout had a fucking home run, and I want to know about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know You're why. You're never tired of it. Never. Yeah, never. Right. It's like, yeah. I'll just, I'll never get sick of watching LeBron highlights. I'll never get mm -hmm. tired of, and I mean, the NFL really has the best fucking packaging deal out there, right? Because they, they, they limit the volume. The, the amount of media to actual gameplay is like 10 to 1. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like they just they just limit the amount of actual gameplay you get to see and then just stuff the fucking highlights down your throat year round. I mean, they really are the the media machine that every sport should should attempt to become, but I do feel like we fall in that like weird tennis golf type of arena where it's like shit's happening and if you're not just a diehard, you don't even know about it. I don't know what major is going on right now. You know, I don't know where the fuck Djokovic is at today. You're going to know about one though very soon because it stands out every single year masters. and everyone pays attention to it. It's the masters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. like one of their shining moments that they know the entire world is watching. Mm -hmm. Poker only gets that a couple times a year. Yeah. 
and everything else. Did you? Uh, okay. That's yeah, cool. I, I think I think if we ever get to a point of having majors, mid majors, uh, like clearly defined, where it's like, okay, there's three mid major events a year that we have to pay attention to, right? There are three major events, six major events, whatever that we have to pay attention to, and then maybe there's like a handful of high roller events a year that we have to pay attention Do to. Do we think that leaderboards and such for players um, helps that? Well, I was going to say, what you, if, if we are ever able to like carve out these majors, then what you try to do is take all of those ancillary events that occur around them and try to funnel them into importance, mm -hmm. right? So like what you did in January has some importance to the major that you're about to play in May. And whether that's through leaderboards or a point system or, or you know, whatever, like anything that quote-unquote puts reporters on the beat yeah right because like that's what we don't have yeah maybe we're, maybe we're moving towards that though right because i mean we have the the world series main event which has always been the event the major the yep. one that everyone wants to win and then now uh, you know we see this past year and we have the wpt championship which such a huge success and i mean it you know and then like uh look at the 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 poker stars players championship now the bahamas which is also another huge success so those you could build something around those three events and maybe, maybe like a, an EPT Barcelona or something like that. Yeah. Now you're looking at four major events that I think, I think you're right around. at the, at the top level mm -hmm. or maybe at like the, the, the middle top, like, yeah, the middle top, like not, th this isn't the million dollar buy-ins mm -hmm. right. and shit like that. It's kind of an air all its own. I think you're right at that like top level, but the problem is that everything below it is so disjointed, yeah. right? It's like, I don't give a fuck about the the MSPT versus WSOPC versus you haven't won one. WPT deep stacks. <laughs> but those all should be lumped into one. Like, right. They should be competitive yeah, against one yeah. another instead of disjointed. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, not only are you giving your players options, but then they weigh their options. I mean, whatever. Like, we get on this tangent a lot about do. it'd be nice to see uh, operators collectively come together to create like a league like atmosphere even if it's a pro-am type of thing or uh open field type of shit it, it would just be great to see some sort of coordination across the board so that schedules are set such that if you play an average buy-in of two thousand dollars or less this is your schedule for the year yeah you can just play in your year yeah cool. and you know if you play a, a mid-stake schedule of like 2100 to 5k like this is largely your year. And if you play 5K and above, then these are the events that you're largely going to choose from. And, you know, there would just be dedicated media coverage to each. And I don't know. I mean, it seems like it would just make everything more interesting. Yeah, it's like all the beat writers of sorts, like in golf and tennis. They know, okay, this weekend is the X tournament in this city. We would follow that and that would help the coverage improve overall. It's, it seems like independently too, you would see a lot more of the off branches, right? So now instead of Poker News having to be everywhere at once or poker.org having to be everywhere at once. Instead, they just have like regional reporters. Yeah, it's just your one stop, right? Yeah, it's just like, okay, we're going to handle everything from the HQ. Now we got our regional reporters out in Cherokee and New Jersey and Nevada. You know what I mean? Like you just hire uh, independent writers think, across America. I think tournament poker is at a boom right now. Do you it think is. something like this would even make it like help it get grow bigger? I think so. People, people like games. People yeah. like when things are gamified, right? It's the same thing we've been talking about from the training industry. The UI UX sucks. If you can find a way to turn study into a point system or a game or a quiz or anything that gives you back positive feedback beyond right or wrong, uh, people just like fall down. The, it's, it's why the biggest selling apps in the world 
are ones where you have in-game purchases for an endless pursuit, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Clash of the Titans or Clash of Clans, Clash of Clans whatever the fuck it is, where <laughs> you literally are just fighting endless battles that keep leveling you up. And if you want to shortcut it, you spend ten dollars man the amount of money i spent on a game called dragon veil where you just breed <laughs> a bunch of different dragons and they have different no. seasonal dragons oh no uh, when i was in like middle school man mm -hmm. that shit was busting how real, about the real. nft that you owed what, what were you doing uh th that's gone man but, uh, what was it though the Danukis, I still have it. No, the one that you were. Um, Raiders? Oh, 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 no. DFK, DeFi Kingdoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been done with that shit for a while, man. Playing games. And they shit? got me. They got me. <laughs> they got me. Yeah, I found out there was a rug. Are Shocker. you, are you afraid for your children yet? <laughs> huh? I mean, you know his generation has fucked us, right? <laughs> oh, I'm fully aware. Like, I just heard him say "bussin' for real, for real." I believe was yeah. I, I, I can't even talk to your boy Jeff about that. He put that in the poke in the GPI. Well, it's true. Bussin did make the, did make the skit. Yeah, the, the, the we actually the... had to install. I have it right here. No free ads, of course, but it is a uh, for my kids when they're on their devices called Kid Slocks. Okay, and it. I can monitor what they're on, mm -hmm. set a timer for how long they're on there. If, if I don't like what they're on, I just push them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is like, you know, you should look into this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll manage this. I'm I. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's... Uh, oh, man. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I, I feel think like it's Landon great. could be your fourth son. He pretty much is yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. I think he is my just son. Just a tall, <laughs> tall, blonde, yeah. young kid. I wish I had his brain. That makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> he wishes he had he had your hops. Mm. Oh, oh you yeah. Got, you, you guys got, have you, a dunk bat? You got hops? Oh, yeah. uh, not anymore. You no, had I, bunnies? I can't move. Buffalo Hanks had bunnies? No, I can't move. No, but you used to. Not really. I mean, I could dunk. Not like I was a freak athlete. Are you taller than me? 6'5". But <laughs> postures brought me down a lot. I don't even know if I could touch the rim anymore. Well, I wouldn't yeah. expect you could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a real shell of your former self. Oh. <laughs> when I was looking for, for pictures for the thumb, I was going through uh, some old Hanksy photos, like way back 2011. You were a thin, thin yeah. pen pencil there, my man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looked like somebody dressed up a fungo with Didn't a fucking... they used to call you yeah. Slim? I think Slim, yeah. Slim Higgins. Slim Higgins, Higgins. Slim yeah. Higgins. yeah. yeah. What, what's yeah. the Higgins part? Uh... Small town around where I'm from. Maybe a road or something. Hanks, Fe <laughs> Hanks Fest was a legendary event oh, that yes. you will never have the luxury of, uh, of attending, Landon. But just oh. know that... Never say never. Brent yeah. lived in a town with one stoplight. He had a Porter John delivered to his house. <laughs> yeah. Leroy rocking out from the porch. God, amazing. What, what a, what yeah, a from time. humble beginnings. Now yeah. here he is at Brent, Brent Hanks. Yeah, well, still humble, though. Talk about humble yeah. beginnings. Um, Jeff, what's going to happen to our boy Ja Morant? Oh, it's a great question. <laughs> I mean... I heard 50 games. Ooh. Well, I think 50 games is more popular because that's what happened to Arenas after <laughs> yeah. their yeah. incident where he literally pulled a gun out in the locker room and pointed it at somebody. But it was in the locker room, mm. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are close quarters. I don't know. I feel like, you know, I know the Grizzlies said that Ja would sit at least two games. There's no way the NBA is going to let him come back after two games, three games, four games. So it's probably something You know, Plexico Burris did time for this shit. <laughs> poor, poor fucking And Plexico. they confirmed that it was a real gun? It was definitely a real gun, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think his team simple. would come out right away and be like, oh, that wasn't, a, you know, if it wasn't a gun. Well, I mean, you it, never know. 
So I think he could sit out rest of the regular season, but he's got to be back for the playoffs, right? I don't know, man. It's about a it's month kind of, and a half. It's kind of iffy because it's a definite 50 games, they say, if if he had the gun in any of the teams, like but bus, that, that's co- but locker room. That was the rumor going around, but it's it's commissioner's discretion. So it, it is listed in the NBA code of conduct, but there's not a specific amount of games that he would what, be suspended for. What uh, not not to derail this, but what's going on in the West? Everybody's claiming, you know, there's no shot the Lakers are making the play. I looked at the standings; just it's so tight. It's between a fucking like, bottle. They're like three games out of seventh place. Between like three and twelve, it's just there's four, five games that separate. Those yeah, teams. I, I think uh, who was I forced to watch at the win? I think it was the the Clippers were playing. The Grizzlies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, what a game, man. So many 20-point runs. Sick comeback by the Clippers. It, well, sick comeback by the Grizzlies to begin with. But yeah, yeah that's they, true. They went on like a 24-2 run. Uh, but yeah, the, the Clippers end up winning, and they, they jumped from like the sixth seat to like the four. Just one just game. going to happen night in and, and night out because yeah. it's just so cramped. You have the added element that you've had the last couple of years of the play-in game. So it's not like you have to finish top eight. If you can work your way into the top ten, you at least have a sweat. But like LeBron's not even playing. They're just kind of yeah. LeBron's hurt. I mean, Anthony Davis seems to miss every other game. But they are better since getting rid of Westbrook. They're a significantly yeah. better team. So there's really no point to to tank because the 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 worst four teams are so far and away the worst four. Right. You're never going to catch him that way. So you might as well just. Try to go for it. Try to yeah. go for the plan. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about this plan? I kind of like it. I love the plan. Yeah. I think it creates more drama in the regular season, yeah. and then, of course, creates more drama you in the playoffs would. as well. I don't follow the NBA closely, but as a teen, I can remember thinking, like, they let fucking everybody in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, let's add two teams for each conference. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, following LeBron's career as I got a little bit older, it's like, this motherfucker doesn't care about where he finishes in the regular season. Like, he's never the one seed, always in the finals. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, fuck it, he balls. They just made the regular season so useless. So that it, it brings the importance of the regular season back a little bit. Does it, though? Yeah, I think so, because you, you have more competition. There's a fight for the top six, mm-hmm. so you don't have to play in that right, right, right. And then there's okay. a fight for the top four, and that's that home court advantage, right. which is, of course, very valuable if all these teams are even like it looks like they are basketball though uh correct me if i'm wrong isn't it thought to be one of the least most relevant when it comes to home court or is it the same i know football's number one i've had this argument with andy a million times i'm sure i'm gonna get a fucking text from him after this i think uh, i thought basketball is number, number two one. No? Uh, basketball no. might be number two i think baseball baseball's baseball was the last the which last. was mind-boggling to me because the, there's yeah. an actual inherent advantage to being home yeah sure in Which, the actual game that yeah yeah right but in the statistics it's like the home away is as close to 50 50 as you would imagine which I think makes no fucking I think sense that's because the teams run so close together as is do they though i mean compared to like basketball yeah, and hockey like if you, yeah like basketball you, and hockey are so 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 close no i mean i i don't know like the best teams in like if you if you play like the best teams in baseball win like a hundred and some like a hundred fifty five percent of your games you had a really good season in baseball, right? Like no, yeah, you're not making the playoffs. Yes, you are. Fifty five percent of your games. If you yeah, if you play yeah, I think so. Pretty. In baseball. So if you think you win eighty no, no, eighty four not- games. 86 games, you're going to make the playoffs? Yeah, like, wasn't there a couple, like, um, sometimes, sure. Win teams like, that didn't oh, make yeah, it? yeah, yeah. The last, like, the last decade, there have been, like, 9,800 win teams almost yeah. year in and year out. 
That didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 the no, Dodgers no. Are, and the Astros are kind of like outliers at this point because they just are yeah. so, so good. But, like, I think that, like, a lot of times, I mean, like, you know, the worst teams, like, win, like, 40%. And the Remember best when the Pirates won 60%. 103 games and got second in the division? No, they won 99, but yeah. Oh, it felt like 103. <laughs> I'm looking at this graph from 2020 where it goes um, percent of games won by the home team, and NBA is the middle. And NFL is toward the bottom. It really? U.S. major soccer, NCAA basketball, Serie A soccer, Italy, Central America, La Liga. Okay, well, get, let's get the fucking soccer out of there. Like, <laughs> can't we just qualify soccer as home field manager? Also, by the way, like, all this is implying is that crowd noise matters, I guess? In basketball, in the playoffs, there's probably a an average of a four to five point swing in the line when it goes from game two to game three in the other city. So that sounds small, of course, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm not arguing that it exists. It clearly does. I'm arguing that it almost certainly has to be a psychological thing. Like Andy and I I have had this debate. I think it is. I think it is. Andy and I have had this debate where the only two sports where you get an absolute advantage for being a home team is hockey and baseball. Yeah. So baseball, you get the bat last, obviously, in a non-time game that's worth something. It has to be worth something quantifiable. And in hockey, you get uh, last line change, which, again, strategically, I don't know how much that's worth, but it's not worth nothing, right? Right. Uh, in football and basketball, like that's just not the case. And his big argument was that it had a lot to do with travel, which I suppose for basketball, I could see that argument because it's not like you get travel days to go east to west or anything like that. But like football... If Seattle has to play Pittsburgh, they just leave on fucking Thursday, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they just. But then again, it's pretty loud in fucking in, uh, in football stadiums. That was yeah, also his other. Yeah, that was also his other debate was like crowd noise, and it's like, okay, I guess I could understand that to a degree, but that I, I guess now we're just like looking into the human aspect of it of unquantifiables. Like, how much does does noise? particularly affects right, how much do the fans actually yeah. have an impact on the right. game? Right. I mean, and you go to Seattle you and more. tell me that doesn't. There's no effect. There's definitely an effect. Go talk to the 12th man. For sure, man. it's just more psychological. <laughs> right, the 12th anything. man is the uh, culmination of everyone that shows up. Yeah. It's just kind of wild. And is the travel that hard nowadays? That's, that was kind of like my counter. It was like, are we really? I mean, I would see that being more of an issue in baseball, if anything else. Yeah. And we see it show up the least. Like, the home teams seem to have the least amount of yeah. advantage. So, in baseball, actually, a 90-win season mm-hmm. is 55.6%. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's like that's like the like, last playoff team then. No, like I mean, a lot of teams made. I mean, the Mar- the Guardians won last year with fifty six percent. The uh, Ash- the Mariners made it with fifty five point six. They had a ninety win team. Yeah. Um. You know, so like a lot. Yeah, ninety. Well, now like. Also, maybe you you're still thinking about like when like four teams made it, right? Now, well, like more yeah, six, they, they've, yeah. Expand, they've expanded. They've expanded now. I, yeah, to I don't like, think about the play in game aspect. Like, right. Obviously, that is pretty irrelevant to me i guess well no it's it's now i know it's three, relevant but no but i'm saying like the wildcard teams have a, have a three-game playoff now oh yeah. that's right right it's not just a single right playing game yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's been a while since the pirates made it so i know <laughs> listen all and i did remember you guys is really years, win podcast of the year for talking about sports i mean mm-hmm. this is yes. just something else here you're I just mad we haven't mentioned college hoops yet you can I, fire that for i'm literally just setting up a sharp pick i'm trying to pivot to this yeah yes. i was literally just trying to set up our sharp pick here of the bonnies the bonnies, the bonnies. <laughs> 
Save Bonaventure Bonnie. You that's more why. Save Bonaventure content. In yeah, your that's why we want podcast of the year is because <laughs> yeah. we left the Bonnies off the conversation list. Uh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, they look, they're not bad this year. You said last last week. You said they're, they're developing. Just, they're developing. Seventy, 70 they're five to one to yeah, win the conference tournament. Yeah, which I don't hate by the way. Seventy five to one. Some call that rebuilding. Some yeah. call that it a sharp oh, pick. Very much rebuild. They're the only team in the nation. This is true. They did not return a single minute played from the entire previous roster. You know, I have to tell you, wow. uh, that's given, given that's, yeah. that's rebuilding. Given the turnover rate in NCAA college basketball, <laughs> that's not rebuilding. That's poor management. It, Recruiting. They kind of got this. The the NIL really really fucked them. To well, say the it's, least. It's going to fuck a lot of the mid-majors. Three of the four of, of the starting five last year, two play for Iowa State mm. starting, one plays for Alabama, and the other one plays for Florida. Yeah, those are those are bigger schools than Bonaventure. And then the fifth guy, uh, slightly, and then the fifth guy's in the in the G League. Sure. The Spurs. Oh, he made it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the G League, I went to a couple of games. They're kind of fun. Fun, huh? Oh. You, you see Scoot? That's, I did. What are these? Uh, what are these sharp hoop picks you guys got? Everybody's. Hey, did you have any conference futures? No, I mean I liked yours for Bonaventure for the A10 as a total wild. Card. I, I had to fire yeah. Saint Bonaventure at seventy-five. Right. If they won the conference tournament somehow, <laughs> some way, I could never live What's, with myself what? by putting zero dollars on. <laughs> What's Duquesne? Maybe I'll get on that that mm. train. Duquesne's like fifty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. They're. they're, they're they're talented. They're a good team this year. They really are. No, I'm serious. Yeah, but what about the odds that Duquesne plays the Bonnies in the finals? How do we get that? that that's mm. going to be a hard one, I think. To uh, uh, they're probably the fucking yeah. Pittsburgh versus 10 and Western New York. Seed. Let's go. Yeah. Here's the Big Ten. Who do you like? Oh, I can look at the Big Ten. I mean, I like Purdue. P- Purdue is the favorite. Purdue's plus plus one sixty to win a conference tournament with what five really good teams in the conference oh, they have zach 80 i'm going purdue <laughs> uh, but the, the way that i would bet that is take the top and then pick one towards the middle take, take a flyer take a flyer who's the flyer State. on that's the more yeah. enticing penn like, state's pretty good they're probably i just saw them upset maryland penn state's 30 to 1 30 to 1 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah maryland's good all these teams a lot of these teams struggle on the road so when you go to a neutral court this year it's in chicago it's going to be a struggle really for everybody in the Big Ten, but that's why I like Purdue so much. They are hands down the most talented team. They're so deep. If their guards are going, they're unstoppable. They're going to win the whole thing. They have a seven-six center that balls. Yeah, <laughs> Zach Eady. His wife put him up to this. Don't let him bullshit you. This, <laughs> think is, he can this is to keep the wife home. No, I'm there. I've been telling her. I told her. I told Jeff at the beginning of the year. This is the best Purdue team that they've ever had. They weren't even ranked in the top twenty-five. Really? They weren't even ranked to start the season. That's I got to say, I'm excited to have you guys on board. This means that we'll actually do a March Madness pool this year. Uh, yes. yes. Which is yes. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's going to manage the bracket? <laughs> the Someone's manager, gonna... obviously. Yeah. Yeah. The manager. Let's put the, the brackets together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we'll get that going. Yeah, 100 maybe... bucks a bracket. How much are we gambling for? When do we uh, When do we need these by? Well, uh, it won't week. be announced yeah. until what? Selection Sunday is next Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So next yeah, Sunday, it will get announced. The playing games, we don't give There's a fuck about. Games. So the yeah, following Thursday. And if y'all are in Vegas, the Pac 12 tournament's in Vegas. Pac 12 tournament is a ton of fun oh, yeah. to go to, and the tickets are usually cheap because his teams get eliminated later on. Their fans bounce. Where is it at? So at T Mobile. T Mobile? Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, that's a big fucking upgrade from when they used to do Thomas it. Thomas and Mac? Southport? Yeah, Thomas and Mac. Uh, and where did we go bad. for the uh, West Coast Conference Championship? Uh, we went to the, the Orleans. Orleans Arena. Yeah, yeah you remember when Gonzaga? Remember yeah. when uh, the the AAA hockey team used to play the Orleans? The what the fuck were they? The Renegades, the Wranglers, the Wranglers. 
they before, were at that before little we Orleans the arena. Yeah, before we had the Knights, that was where uh, our minor league hockey team was. I never even knew we had a minor league. Oh yeah, yeah. Vegas was big on minor league sports before everything oh, was legal. I'd be damned. Yep. We're gonna have to start talking hockey soon too. Peng- Penguins are having a tough. Rangers are looking league. real good. We just got fucking Patrick Kane. But but you know Patrick Kane is still in the league. We we got him on the Rangers. <laughs> and you're baby. excited about it? Fuck yeah, we're excited about it. You're we got Vladimir just like you're excited about Rich Hill. Who did he rape now? Yo, uh, relax. Oh, I'm just relax. I didn't say Roethlisberger. I'm just saying he's Patrick got some Kane. charges up oh, against God. him. You know, from back when he was in Chicago. More, guys, more importantly, before we get out of here, whatever we're going to talk about next, we have to take a moment and talk about how the New York Knicks are finally again. The best team in the league. So let's take Brian, a moment. Don't let's take a moment. Him, Brian. Thank you, thank you. Don't <laughs> fucking. Yeah, yeah. They've been very good. Don't clap for him best when they're like the an eight seed. Hey, listen, they've listen. Excuse they're, me. They're, they're moving like, on. I understand. Like I got up. this pirate shirt on, right? When we do anything good, I'm jumping for joy. Uh, I understand, yeah. but you don't go so a, far as to say they're the best team in baseball. Mind your business. Yeah. It's been a very long wait, time wait since I've been able to, since I've been able to say something like this. And, you know, it feels good, man. They've won seven or eight in a row, I believe. We just Nine. kicked Boston's ass twice this last mm. two weeks. That's always a good feeling it as a New Yorker. It feels real fucking Who's good. Who's the stud? Is it Julius Randle? Um, and Jalen Brunson. Everybody. Oh, and Brunson. That's yeah. right. There's actually the whole team, Hanks. <laughs> no, like all the starters have been putting up at least a 30-point game within, like, a rotation. Wow. As Efro says, they're finally the best team in New York. <laughs> <laughs> all it took was Brooklyn shipping all their stars right. off to the rest of the league. Somebody mute Efro, please. <laughs> they're good. The Garden's rocking. Can't. He's a mod. Yep. Uh, I, I feel like watching the NBA is like watching uh, a fantasy draft of 2K and like yeah. seeing like a bunch of college kids just play it out. And like manufacture trades throughout the season. Like, oh, you want KD? <laughs> yeah, I'll take KD. Fuck it. New superstar becomes available every yeah, year, yeah, every uh, two years or so. Every year, every fucking month and a half, yeah. someone's unhappy. Like, I've never seen. Can you imagine? Like, c- growing up in the eighties and nineties, where like people lived and died by their. Yeah, team. you never did that. One Insane. team, whole career. Insane. It's like yeah. Kevin Durant's thought to be like maybe the best player in basketball. It's like rivaling uh, LeBron at the time, and suddenly he's just like. I'm gonna play for six franchises before I retire. <laughs> my next chapter what happened. Yeah, my next chapter. Is that a lot of chapters. Yeah, that book is thick. That's hard to build a legacy with a fan base. I mean, it's uh, next to who who has done that currently in the NBA? Who has been with one team for the last person duration. who comes to mind was uh, Dirk, Steve Nash. I was gonna say Dwayne Wade, but yeah, yeah, Dirk sa- and Wade, same yeah. time as Dirk, Dirk and Wade. yeah. And then, like, LeBron in Cleveland, I guess. But even he broke their hearts. You can't even say LeBron. Jumped around a bunch eventually. I I would have loved to see him never go to L.A. I would say um, Damian Lillard. But yeah, like, Lillard's a great one. Now, they they, they just got to get good. They got to yeah. find a way to get there. What about, Mike, what about Mike Conley? He's on a different team. <laughs> he's, he, not, he's not on the Grizzlies anymore? No. no. <laughs> he's on Utah. Damn. He was traded to Utah two and a half he's seasons a, ago. He's on Minnesota now. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he was on yeah. Utah. Yeah, even like Kawhi had that big story building up oh, in Toronto Kawhi's and then just immediately yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one and done. Yeah. <laughs> they were just, he's like, I'm a Raptor for life, baby. Oh, we won the yeah. championship? Yeah. My stock is high. I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah, I think Damian Lillard Which is LA best. team wants me? That's he just all I want to know. To win. It's true. It kind of does feel like Spurs dynasty was like the like, most sturdy team. It was the team. most yeah. boring yeah. Championship dynasty in all of sports. They got W's. Popovich they, is a legend. They were more boring than the Patriots somehow. 
They like, were so boring to so watch. So boring. What a boring team to watch. What a boring city to be. No offense. Shout out to San Antonio. I, I don't know anything <laughs> about you, but like you're just not that kind of market, you know? Man, so I would have like, hated them so much, but they had Danny Green. It'd be like if the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers went on like a 10-year run yeah. of just winning the World Series every year. Baseball would collapse. That's a great city, though. <laughs> Milwaukee? Yeah. yeah. Or like the Twins. Yeah. Yeah, the Twins. Well, yeah, I don't I have mean, any like, hate against these teams. I actually have It's not about hating. You don't think about them. Yeah, I guess they so. don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> just just flyover states, right, Burke? Uh, another great example of somebody winning and leaving, CC Sabathia. Eric Hicks. Eric <laughs> Hicks on Live the Bike uh, the other day. CC Sabathia has been fucking retired for a decade. But he won a championship and left with the Brewers. Yeah, that's true. Went straight to the Yankees. Uh, smart. Get that bread. What New York team or LA team wants me? <laughs> uh, Eric Hicks on Live the Bike the other day was talking about how how like disgruntled he was about places outside of LA and New York getting any recognition. He's like, these just all be flyover states. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you've limited it now to just New York and, <laughs> and California. Yeah. Like That's... Christ, there's more of a coast than that. Yeah. I guess not on the West. Now, uh, what are you going to do? San Francisco. All right. We've been here long enough. Uh, <laughs> we got one little preview of this week's on second thought to show you before we get out of here. If you guys are interested in checking out that and more head over to solve for why dot io go ahead and roll it wop the reasons to deviate from theory can be anything from a certain meta dynamic to a mechanical reason such as manipulating stacks through exploitative sizings or frequencies at the end of the day what we are most concerned with is how much tweaking initial parameters will result in generating mistakes via our counter strategies in today's episode we're going to see thalo choose to trap aces in a spot where theory would be purely forbetting them how will this affect Landon's strategy, and will his mistake frequency go up as a result? All right, again, there's a new episode every Monday of On Second Thought. Head over to solveforwide.io to check that out. Don't forget that we have two academies coming up. April 15th to the 19th is the final Poker Out Loud Academy of the year. So if you guys are interested in playing a little Poker Out Loud, having us critique your play, you speaking your strategy out loud while we demonstrate to you how to build a strategy from the ground up, head over to academy.solveforwide.io. Be sure to sign up. I think there's four seats remaining for that one uh lastly there is an mtt academy may 25th oh you're so, so close. close may 24th to the 27th mm -hmm. that's a four-day academy each day will represent a different portion of an mtt with the final day culminating at everyone being at a final table matt hunt our resident mtt guru is going to lead the way there he's going to teach you all the ins and outs of icm which is what's most important in today's game those seats are going quick as well going fast according to the manager head over to academy.softwide.io if you're interested in that click the banner up top it will take you to the mtt uh you'll be able to get more information there thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll be back tomorrow 11 a.m as usual and we will be joined by kl cleeton uh, we're going to talk RTA. We're going to talk the responsibility of all of these uh, new softwares that are popping up and how he has utilized uh, a bit of a buffer on Range Trainer Pro as he sees it as most ethical. Uh, thank you guys so much. We'll be back 11 a.m. tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Later. <laughs>